0: Good morning. Today we'll be studying the seventh chapter of Hilchot, Shevithat Yom Tov. And this chapter is going to speak about the different prohibited transformative Melachot, uh, transformative types of work uh, during Huloshel Mo'ed. and the exceptions. As we'll see, there are five exceptions to um, the prohibition of Melachan, Hul Ha Yom. Shabitat Yom Tov, sorry, Per Exine Halacha Aleph. Holoch Lam Moed, about Pishu Lone Marbo Shabaton, or Elibra Mikra Kodish, Varehu Zeman Hagigab Mikdash, Asurba Asiat Melacha, Kedeshelo Yabisha Yeme, a hole, Shemba Hem Kidu Shakla. Despite the fact that Holham um, Moed, the Torah did not say about it that it is Shabaton, uh, like Yom Tov which implies complete rest, it was, um, because it was called Mikra Kodesh, or a sacred convocation, or a sacred assembly, and it was a celebratory time in the Bete Amikdash that they would offer the Qurban Hagiga. It is prohibited, Melacha is prohibited, a transformative work, as we define in the Chod Shabbat, um, is prohibited on Hulullah shal and the purpose of it is for us not to um, treat hola as if it is simply a regular day that has no sanctity attached to it. Now, and anyone who does um, one of the prohibited melakhot, he receives um, lashes for violating a rabbinic prohibition, as its prohibition is rabbinic. However, not every type of transformative work is prohibited on Holom as it is on Yom Tov. Because the goal of the things that were prohibited on Holom was for us not to regard O'ed as Oed um, as a weekday in every respect. Therefore, there are certain prohibitions, certain transformative work that are prohibited and certain transformative work that are permissible. And they are the following. Any melacha that if it is not done on moed there will be a great monetary loss. It is the melacha may be done assuming, uh, provided, rather, this melacha doesn't involve excess labor. How so? An irrigated field may be watered. However, a field watered by rain may not be watered. Because if a person does not, water an irrigated field um all of the property all the produce and property will be damaged <laughs> however when a person does go in and water an irrigated field he shouldn't take a bucket from a pool or from um or from uh, a place where rainwater is gathered and go around and water the plants because it is excessive um, work because to take a bucket and to go around watering the plants and then to go back and take a fill up the bucket again would really be excessive on Yom Tov and we don't want a person to work too hard. However, a person may um, water water his produce from a spring. If it was old or new, it doesn't matter, and any spring is fine. But the way to do it is to continue the flow of water from the spring into his field, thereby um, reducing his effort and toil on, on, uh, on the mo'ed. So to anything of this sort. And back in the day when they would make olives, um, they would... Turn the olives oil, turn the olives over. Sorry, uh, in order to, um, in order for the olives to become soft, and the the way to, they would become soft is if, um, and the way basically the way they would do it is that they would flip the olives in order for the heat for them not to get too hot and for them to harden up. So by flipping the olives. Um, they would uh, get cooler and they would become soft. So, a person is allowed to do this procedure and turn over the olives on holomoid and he can crush them and he may press them and he can fill up um, the um, barrels with oil, with uh, olives or with oil. And he can cork these barrels just as he would do on a regular day. As anything that any 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 um, any there would be a great monetary loss if it would not be done a person does not need to do it and can do it as he would on a regular day. So too a person may um, bring in his um, fruits or produce um, inside the house if he was afraid there were ro- that robbers would take it However, he must do so um, privately and subtly and not um, not show off too much um, A person may take flax out from being soaked Back in the day they would soak flax in order to make clothing in order for it not to be rent to a vineyard or grapevines, that um, the time to harvest the grapes came, one may harvest the grapes on and gives a qualification that it is prohibited for a person to. Purposely push off certain melachot um, and leave them purposefully for him to do on hola moed, just so he just so he can do them because he's available now and he's not working. However, if therefore if a person did purposefully push off certain melachot that he could have done and left them purposefully to do on hola mo'ed and he did it on hola mo'ed bet the court can strip away his ownership from whatever asset um, we're talking about that he left um, to do the melacha on hola and bet can actually make the asset ownerless and free for anyone to take however, if a pers- person intentionally delayed doing a melacha, but he passed away during the mo'ed and didn't do the melacha. We don't punish or penalize his son. And we don't strip away his assets. And the asset that was left for a to be done to it. And we don't prevent the son from doing the melacha that his father intentionally left to be done in order um, for him not to avoid a loss. Anyone who needed to sew some type of garment or to build some type of building on whole mo'ed. If he was an unskilled or uncrafted um, person and wasn't quick in doing that type of melacha, he may do it as he would ordinarily do it. However, if he was a craftsman, he would be, be able to do the melacha quick faster than a regular person. He would do it the same way and the same speed an unskilled person would do it. How so? If he was sewing, he should not stitch continuously as an expert would. If it was ta- if it was a melacha if if we're talking about a bu- building of milcha, he should place the rocks, but not put mortar on them. If um, there are cracks in the floor, one may seal them with his hand or with his foot, just as um, one would use one would smooth them um, with a tool called a mahalatzaim that they would use back in the day to smooth different cracks in the floor. V'ekhen kol kha yotze ba zeh. Halachavav. <laughs> Mi sheha hetaul <laughs> tevua mechuberet anyone who had produce that was connected to the ground. Ve'elo ma yukhal bammoed e'la he didn't have anything to eat on hola moed, on mo'ed um, except for that produce that was still connected to the ground. Avabhi she'enkan hefsed, e'en matzirikhin auto liknot ma yukhal min ashuk at shiiktsor achar hamoed. Despite the fact that here there isn't necessarily a monetary loss, we don't compel a person to go who doesn't have um, what to eat on the mo'ed to go to the market and to delay um, his harvest until after the Mu'ed. Rather, we allow this person to reap, uh, to pile his bundles, to thresh, to... um, to winnow to, and to sort and to grind whatever he needs from the field. And this is all um, assuming that he does not thresh using cows. Back in the day, the way they would um, thresh with cows is that they would have um, a threshing floor with a lot of wheat um, on the floor and they would have a cow and attach um, some type of heavy object to the back of the cow, like a a threshing board or something of the sort and they would have the cow walk around the threshing floor and by doing so it would... Um, the, the wheat would now be threshed and the seeds would come out of um, of the wheat. So threshing with cows is prohibited on on uh, Holom So Because there isn't a loss involved here, And this is only for a person that um, doesn't have what to eat. Um, And again, there isn't really a loss involved. He has to do a shinui, therefore he doesn't eat thresh using cows and so to anything um, of this sort. (speaking) Any pickled foods that can be eaten on the mo'ed may be pickled. However, pickled foods that wouldn't be ready for one to eat on Holomoed, it's prohibited to pickle them on Holomoed. A person may go and hunt fish um, on Holomoed and he can uh, do meliha. On um, for all, and he can do meliha for anything on Hulamu'id because it is possible for all of all for the fish and for the meat that he's salting to be eaten on Hulamu'id, and as if he squeezes this type of fish, okay. Sorry, we're not talking about meat, obviously, meat is allowed to be salted, but here we're talking about this fish that they would salt back in the day on Hulamu'id. Because they were edible, um, if you would squeeze them repeatedly and make them soft, and um, they would eat this type of uh, r- fresh, raw, fi- salted fish. <laughs> One may brew beer on chol uh, for the purposes of mo'ed asur, However. Um, If it was not for um, the mo'ed, it is prohibited. So date beer and barley beer are both permissible. Um, And this is, despite the fact that a person may have um, older beer there, one may act subtly and drink from this new beer that he brewed because an onlooker wouldn't notice um, and this type of haramah is per- permitted. And kol so to anything of this sort. <laughs> any melakha that is done for the purposes of the moed when the craftsmen would do them they must be done in private How so? any hunters or grinders or grape pickers that would typically sell in the market if they needed any of the, to do any of these things um, they should do it in private for the purpose of, and again this is assuming they would need it for the purposes of the however, If these experts would do one of these things um for not for the purposes of the mu'id it would be prohibited. However, if it was um, if they did it one of these things on Hula moed, so if they would go and hunt or grind or pick grapes um for the purposes of the moed, and they had excess and extra, it is permitted. Notice the Haram here doesn't allow any type of Ha'arama um, for a craftsman to uh, do any of his work, not for the purposes of the mo'ed. another exception um, of work uh, of melachat for um, the purposes of the mo'ed. Kol Now Haram here doesn't um, raise any qualms. All public needs are attended to on Holomoid. Kitsad, haso. Metakinin kilkuleha manj bilishut ha-Rabbim. Waterways or bridges that are damaged may be fixed on holamoid on, on that are in the public domain. Umtakinin et derachin dirakhin and the streets and roads may be paved and fixed. V'hufrin l borot shi'hin um'arot Cisterns and ditches may be dug for the public um, we may we dig streams or bodies of water um, in order for people to drink from them and we uh, stream in um, we ha- we help water stream in so we dig a type of ditch in order for water to stream. Um, into a gathered place for people to drink from it, um, and we um, close up any holes or anything that may let the water out. And we remove thorns from um, the roads. And we measure mikveh. Uh, Should we call different types of mikveh? We measure the mikveh in order for it to have um, the minimum amount of water, which is 40 seah, as we'll see in Hilchot Mikvaot. In any mikveh that we find that has less um, of the water necessary for the mikveh, water is led into it um, and we bring it up to the minimum amount needed for it to be considered a mikveh kasher. Messengers of the court um, may be sent out to... Um, to um, declare a field of kil'ayim as ownerless. And kil'ayim is a Torah prohibition, which one would plant uh, certain um, mixed seeds. So anyone who does this and keep and maintains a field of kil'ayim and doesn't listen to betin when betin tells them originally to um, remove it, betin has the ability to make that field hifker as a penalty, تشيبييم, and we redeem captives on um, on uh, on the moed. So arachin are certain vows that a person would make um, to give the value of a person. حراميم and haramim are certain devoted items. Um, it's a type of he- Um, There are two types of haramim. ح- ح- harameh shamayim, um, that were given to um, the maintenance of the Beit HaMikdash, and Harame kohanim, uh, that were given to the kohanim. Beit they showed certain things that were designated to give to the Beit HaMikdash by a person. And back in the day, back in the day um, when the Beit HaMikdash was uh, still around, uh, they would have this ceremony called sotah, uh, anyone who isn't familiar, um it's basically when a husband would suspect his wife of adultery and the wife would be taken to the Beit HaMikdash and they would she would drink some type of drink to check if she was um, cheating on her husband or not. orfina tapara and we burned the para aduman order to um, release people from their to change people's status from to memet, um to not the um, if a dead person was found in between two cities um, there would be a ceremony that the Bedin would go and um, cut the head of a calf in between the two cities as a type of kapara for this person that was found dead in between the two cities and we um, make uh, pierce an Ebed Ivri's ear if he wished to stay longer than six years um, with his master and we um, purify the mitzvah to complete his tahara process and we remark graves that um, were erased um, because of the rain so that the kohanim would not Happen to walk in a place that there are dead bodies there. (inaudible) As all of these things are essentially public needs. (inaudible) Halacha Yod Alef. We adjudicate civil um, cases, um, uh, also cases that have to do with lashes, and we also adjudicate death. Um, cases or capital punishment on the Moid. And anyone who did not accept um, the adjudication or the verdict of a case, he may be excommunicated after he may be excommunicated on Holamoid. And just as we adjudicate on the Moid, we also um, write uh, court documents of the bedin and anything that the court may need the the Betin may write valuation documents that um for the purposes of a creditor, and if um, back in the day that they would write certain documents, um that the betin would write that. It's that if a person died, okay, um, Bedin would write a certain document that would sell the assets of the deceased for um, to his now widowed and children so that they may um, live off of these assets. The Halitza and documents of Halitza. Um, um, And uh, in Meunah, that halitza is that if um, someone did not do, want to do yibum, there was a certain process that the woman would spit and take off her shoe um, to the individual that would refuse to do the yibum. And Meunin is a, a a girl who was an orphan from her father, and her one of her parent one and her mother um, or her her brother married her off. Um, That these kiddushim are not kiddushim deoraita because she was still a minor, and whenever she wants, she may leave the marriage and refuse to be with her husband, and she can leave the marriage without getting a get. So, to anything that the judges would need to need to write down in order to remember for example certain arguments of the litig- of the various litigants or certain agreements that were made that one that so and so that I accept so-and-so as my witness or ish or so and so should adjudicate my case someone that needed to take out a loan and the loaner did not believe that he would pay one may write in this case um, a uh, contract for the loan may be written. So, two um, divorce documents and marriage documents uh, may be um, written. On chol moed matanot and deeds of gifts may also be written on chol moed. It's called And again, all of these items are. Um for the purposes of the public. It is prohibited to write um, on polymooid, and this is um, pretty relevant today. I'm not sure what um, the dean would be in terms of um, simply no, we'll see. Harambam, I think, will explain it in the following halachot. It is prohibited to write on Holom moed, Even writing sefer Torah, tefillin, and Mezuzot are prohibited. Back in the day, when the Beth HaMikdash was still around, they would have a sefer Torah in the Beth HaMikdash that was placed in the Azara that um, was the most... um, Accurate Sefer Torah around, and based on this Sefer Torah, they would correct other books um, that were in question. So one may not even go and check to correct uh, one letter um, from by checking the Sefer Torah and the Azarah. As this is a melacha that is not is not needed for the purposes of the Moed about meaning correcting correcting and checking the letter. Adam However, a person may write tefillin um, or mezuzah for himself. Notice that Harambam here did not include a sefer Torah for himself. And it seems, Magid Mishnah offers um, a possible reason that tefillin and mezuzot may be done in a short amount of time. However, a sefer Torah would take a very lengthy amount of time. And, may for his garment. and if a person does not have what to eat, he may write and sell whatever he is writing um, in order to provide himself with what he needs for the Moed. However, it, one exception to, to this exception to, um, sorry, the exception to this, Um, prohibition of writing is that one may write a letter to a friend um, on the mo'ed (inaudible) a person may write down one's account and calculate certain expenses (inaudible) as these types of writings a person isn't careful um, in the way he writes it or in their form and it is equivalent to doing unprofessional work um, in terms of um, writing um, regularly, so for example, taking notes in in um, in a shiur Torah over Chol would probably be permissible because one isn't careful necessarily of how um, they write, um, and anything um, and any casual type of writing seems to be permitted. We do anything required for the deceased on the mo'ed. And this is another exception to the prohibition of doing melechah. We cut the deceased's hair and we wash the deceased's garment and we make for the deceased a coffin. And if there weren't planks to make the coffin, we bring in wooden beams and make planks in private inside the house for the deceased. And if it was a famous person, we may make these planks in the mar- in the public or in the market, as everyone who who's watching knows why we're making planks because for this important um, person passed away about however we don't go in, around and chop trees from the forest in order to make planks for the coffin and we don't um, quarry stones to make um, a tomb for the deceased one may not inspect certain skin orders that may turn out to be tzara'at on holo Because if we do allow one to one's skin disorders um, that may turn out to be tzara'at to be inspected, it may very well be that a person may become tameh and his hug may all of a sudden turn into a mourning. Because back in the day when the Beit HaMikdash was um, around, a person who had a tara'at and was found, and his skin was a person who had a skin uh, disorder that seemed that looked like tara'at and it was inspected, and the kohen declared um, that w- this skin disorder was in fact tara'at, The metzora would now have to leave, have to leave the camp or leave the city for seven days at least, and would not be able to spend time with his family during the moed, do any of the Things that we talked about in the previous chapter of enjoying uh, the moed, we don't marry um, women um, on holomoid, and we don't do yibum on the moed, so that the happiness and enjoyment of the hag won't be um, combined and mixed in with um, the marriage of the, the, the happiness and enjoyment of. The, the marriage. However, one may remarry his divorced wife on the mo'ed. As we talked about, there were two um, steps. There are two steps of um, a wedding ceremony in Jewish law. Um, one is erusin, that um, a man um, designates um, a certain woman for him. This is also called kiddushin, um, and she is considered at this point to be an ish. However, this woman still still lives um, in the house of her parents. The second stage is Kiddushin, which is when the women... Sorry, the second stage is Nisu'in, rather. Um, This is when the woman um, goes to live from her parents' house with her new husband. Today, we do um, the Kiddushin and Nisu'in ceremony um, as one during the wedding ceremony. So um nashin one may betroth and do this irusin um, slash kiddushin on the moed. with with that irusin, This is all under the condition that a person doesn't do a festive meal for in honor of the irusin or for the kiddushin. the so that the um, happiness, so that another type of happiness won't be um, combined and mixed with the happiness of the hag now this is something um extremely relevant um to today and may vary um, based on certain situation and we'll see there there are certain situation situations in which the following um, prohibitions are allowed shaving and um, laundry is prohibited on because a person may postpone um, shaving or doing laundry to do to do it on the moed, on holam moed, and he'll approach and come into Yom Tov while he's unkempt with his um, uh, unshaven face or his undone laundry. The Tov Therefore, however, anyone who um, did not have the ability to shave or to launder his clothes during on, on the eve of Yom Tov, this individual, this type of individual, may shave or do laundry on uh, on the Moed. Yod Zayin A second. Kids at Huso. Ave Shall Shav ish Lid Beyom Tov, Oshiah the Hyot P Yom Tov Beharehu Shabbat. Chiyev Shar Legale. Someone um whose seventh day of mourning falls out on a on Yom Tov and a mourner is prohibited um, from shaving or getting a haircut. Sorry, mourner is prohibited from shaving and laundering his clothes during the seven, the first seven days of, of Elut. So, if a per se- mourner's seventh day of mourning falls out on Yom Tov or Erev Yom Tov, which happens to be Shabbat, which he, as a result of this, he won't have the ability to shave, so to someone who is coming from um, a journey from across, um, from overseas. And this is assuming that this individual didn't just go um, for a tourist trip; rather, he was going. He went overseas for business. So, to anyone who was released from prison, and someone who was excommunicated, and they um, brought him back and um, released him from this ex-commun- his excommunication status on the moed. And so to someone who made, who swore not to, made a vow not to shave or to launder his clothes, and only asked the chacham to release him from this vow only on the moed. All in all of these cases, um, these types of individuals maybe are allowed to shave and to launder their clothes on hold on wait and anyone who um hold on okay and any, if any of these people um, had the time to cut their hair, um, sorry, to shave before the mo'ed and they did not shave, are they, these types of people are prohibited from shaving. A Nazir is someone who um, made a neder for a certain amount of time not to um, shave or to cut his hair. Um, and the mitzora is that someone who had sarat and was healed from sarat must shave um, during um, whenever he bec- his tzaraat goes away and he is therefore is allowed to shave on the moed. Alah haziram mizrachi yiyazmatig lachdan again. So a nazir and a mitzora, his time arrived for him to shave. Ben b'tocham moed, ben kodem hareged afat pishu hayal empenai muterin dagalah b'moed she lo Kurbanihin. both of these types of people have to bring a korban and cannot bring a korban um, unless they cut uh, their hair or shave um, so if this, their, the time that they um, have to shave or cut their hair um, fall, fell out on the mo'ed or prior to the mo'ed, even though they may have had a time to, may have had time to shave, they are allowed to shave on the mo'ed in order for their korban not to be delayed as the nazir and the mitzorah bring a korban after he is um, healed from his sarat. anyone who becomes um, tahor um, from his status of tum'ah, pa may also um, shave on the mo'ed, Back in the day, that uh, they would um sh- cut um a kid's hair that was newly born. So a kid that was born um either on Holomued or before the Moed, his hair may be cut on the Moed. The Anshem Ishmar Sheshalma Mishmar Tan Betoha Mued Utarin the Galeah, we can share Anshem Ishmar asurin the galeah, the Back in the day when the Bethami Dash was around, um the Kohanim would be split up; would be split into twenty-four mishmarot, or a work uh, or cycles, that they would be on duty for um, doing the avodah and the bittimdash. So, anyone whose duty was um, was terminated during Holam Moed, this disp- are perm- are allowed to cut their hair and shave on Holam Moed. Because they were during the week that they were on duty, they would they were prohibited from cutting their hair and shaving. <laughs> Someone may trim their mustache on chol moed and to cut their nails on chol moed, even by using a type of tool or utensil. A woman may uh, remove hair from her armpits or from her private parts um, during uh, with her hand or with a kli. And they, they may use all types of cosmetics and makeup on the And they may use all types of cosmetics and makeup on the mo'ed. She may uh, use eyeliner, and she also may curl her hair and put um, some type of red powder or blush on her face. And she can smear, back in the day women would smear lime on certain parts of their body to remove hair, um, so this is allowed um, to be done on holo and this is all assuming she can peel it off and wash it off um, on holo Anyone who had um, some type of emission or um, a woman who was menstruating or, or a woman who gave birth and anyone else who um, be, may become um, tahor from their Tum'ah status all of these people may launder their clothes and so to someone who only has one garment to wear, he may launder it on cholamoid. Mit pehot hayadaim, hand towels. Mit pehot and certain cloths or towels that they would wrap books and sifre torah. Mit pehot certain towels um, that they would use. That they would use. Hareil muterin the are all allowed to be washed and laundered on cholamoid. Vehin kedefish kedefishdan. So, too, linen garments may be laundered on HoloMoed. Because linen garments need to be washed um, pretty constantly. Even if in, one may wash them on HoloMoed, even if they were washed um, right before HoloMoed. Now, we're going to get into the topic of commerce and if it's prohibi- permissible or prohibited to work and do commerce on HoloMoed. On. Something, again, pretty relevant to us nowadays. Doing commerce is prohibited on a Kor Both buying and selling. However, if there was some type of rare opportunity that won't be around, be around after he for example, certain ships that came from afar, or caravans that came or that someone was um, pressed to leave and they were selling for cheap or buying um for a lot from these types of people it is permissible to buy and to sell to them However, it is prohibited to buy um, a house and certain stones and servants and animals only for what one a person would need uh, for the mo'ed. Anyone who is a seller of fruit, of garments, and of um, certain types of um, utensils or bowls or plates may be sold in private for the purposes of the mo'ed. How so? If a store was open to towards a corner or an alleyway, one may open as he would ordinarily do it. However, if the store was open to a, the public domain, One may open one door, but close and lock the other door. However, on the eve of the last day of Sukkot, which is considered a Hag within itself, one should go out and decorate the marketplace with fruits in order to give um, honor and respect to the holiday. Um, those who sell spices may sell as they would ordinarily ordinarily sell in public, because people that would buy spices would um, would these spices would be used for holomoy. People don't typically buy spices to simply store them and to use for um, months in the future. Rather, um, people who buy spices usually use them um, because they need it on that day. Anything that is prohibited for oneself to do on holo Moed, it is prohibited to tell a Goy to do it. Anything that is prohibited for a person to do on Moed. However, if a person was in a dire situation and didn't have what to eat, he may do... Um, and provide himself with whatever he needs for um, the moed. V'chein oses sechora k'defan asato so too he may do commerce to sustain himself again for what he needs um, for holam moed. U'mutar le'asher diskor poel anish she'ena mayuchal la'asot min lachal shehi asura b'moed k'deshi tosechoro li parnesbo so too. Um, A wealthy person can hire a poor person who has no food to eat to perform work otherwise forbidden to do during the Moed in order for that poor person to earn a little bit of money and be able to maintain himself and buy whatever he needs for the Moed. Similarly, one may buy things that are not required for the Moed even if the vendor is in need and has no food um, to eat. So you see the Hahamim allowed certain types of commerce in certain situation, and the rule of commerce on Holmoyed is not absolute um, at all. Halakha kafei fa'ana halakha sokhrin has-sakhir alham melakha ba mo'ed mo'ed. Wubhivadsh lo ishkol velo yimdod velo yimnek desh oseh one may hire an employee during Hola Moed to do some type of work for after Hola Moed, provided that that person does not measure, measure or weigh or count the materials in the normal way one would do on the Moed. The Goy and a Goy um, that was um, that if if the Goy contracted someone else to do work for another Yehudi, a few home and many hola and again, if a Goy contracts another Goy to do work for a Jew, that work may not be done during Holom even if the Goy who is doing the work lives beyond the Tehum Shabbat. Because everyone would know that this work, is being done for the Jew and people might suspect of him having hired the Goy to do work for him during the Mo'ed because because not everyone knows the difference between an employee and the contractor therefore it is forbidden so just to sum up on Hol certain types of Melacha are forbidden certain types of Melacha are permitted um, that um, the following five are basically the conditions in which melakha would be permitted. If there was um, a, a large monetary loss and a person didn't purposely push off that melakha to be done um, on the mo'ed, it may be done as it would ordinarily be done and does not require a shinui. Um, number two, if if something was done um, for the mo'ed, an expert has to do it the way an ordinary person would do it. And if he can do it in possible, um, he should do it. Sorry, if he would do it, if he's able to do it in private, he should definitely do it in private. Um The third exception was if a person doesn't have what to live off of and to to, um, sustain himself on the mo'ed, one may do whatever he needs. Four, anything that is torah rabim, anything that is for the public, um, that the public needs. And five, anything uh, that it must be done um, for a deceased person. Definitely recommend reviewing these halachot as they're extremely relevant. Um, and Pesach is coming up um, pretty soon. Hashem, tomorrow we'll do the final, um, eighth and final chapter of Hed-Khot, Um Shevitat Yom Tov.